Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you so much for the precious gift of your word. Father, please open our minds and our eyes and our ears and our hearts now that we would accept the truth of your word and that we would live in obedience to it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated and please have that passage open in 1 Thessalonians uh, that Peter read for us before. Well, I want you to meet uh, Agatha. Uh, Agatha is a 65-year-old Syrian woman. Uh, She was widowed with five children at home, and so she worked long hours in her home sewing business. Now, when Agatha left Syria in 2013 because the war had made her home unlivable, she had no source of income. So she sought help from the local church. She says, All my life, the people who were religious were the people who cheated and deceived. But here was a church of people who were honest and full of love. They visited me at home and invited me to come to a meeting on Sunday. I was too scared to walk up the stairs when I arrived. But someone came to greet me, and I went up. I started to read a gospel they gave me. And every week, I was growing more and more attached. Life is not easy for Agatha. Neighbours have followed her to discover where she goes on Sundays. Her landlord threatened to evict her if she keeps attending church. Why does she persevere amid such opposition? Recently, a Muslim lady waiting outside the church angrily questioned why she was there. She paused for a moment and said, I am a Christian. How do you account for it? Well, it's the story of millions of people right around the world. It's the story we read time and again in the New Testament. And it's the story we're going to read about in 1 Thessalonians over the next few weeks. The Thessalonians are those, we're told, who turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. It's the story of the proclamation of salvation in Jesus Christ that is believed, believed and transforms lives. It's the story of faith amid opposition. So make sure you've got your Bibles open to Paul's first letter to Thessalonians. And we'll look from verse 1. Verse 1, Paul, Silas and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. Paul writes this letter to Christians in a place called Thessalonica. Notice he describes them as being... In God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That is their new identity as Christians. They've been united to the Lord Jesus. Paul writes this letter in about 50 AD. A year earlier, Paul had visited Thessalonica, bringing the good news, and many had responded. We read about it in Acts 17. We're told that Paul and his friends arrive in Thessalonica, and Paul preaches in the synagogue, explaining how Jesus is the Messiah. We're told that some of the Jews are persuaded, as well as quite a number of of Greeks and prominent women. Uh, But Paul must leave quickly because there's a riot. You see, some people decide to gather some rogues to cause a storm. They're after Paul and his friends. They want them gone from their city. Uh, But they can't find them, and so they drag one of the new Christians out, a guy called Jason... And they accuse him of causing a ruckus. The city is in uproar. Jason and others, they must pay a bond and they're set free. So the gospel comes to Thessalonica, but not without a stir. Despite the opposition, Christians start meeting in Thessalonica. Paul is concerned for their well-being and he sends Timothy to them to see how they're going. Uh, Timothy brings back a favourable report and it's in response to Timothy's report that Paul sends this letter. It's a letter of, of thanksgiving, of encouragement, of exhortation and information for recent believers in the Lord Jesus. In our passage today, Paul, like with many of his letters, he begins with thankfulness. Uh, Look from verse 2. We always thank God for all of you and continually remember you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Now I wonder whether you know a thankful person. Do you know a thankful person? We've got a family friend, a Pam, and whenever I see her, she's always so Thankful. That's Paul here at the start of 1 Thessalonians, isn't it? He's thankful for the Christians in Thessalonica. But what's he thankful for specifically? He says he's thankful for their faith, love and hope. Distinguishing features of the Christian. Faith towards God. Love towards others and hope towards the future. Each of these qualities is productive too. Notice that their faith is a faith that produces good works. 
Their love shows itself in working for the good of others. And their hope produces endurance. The ability to keep on going in the face of opposition. Uh, But Paul reveals his ultimate reason for thanks in verse 4. He gives thanks that they are loved by God and chosen by God. This is a massive cause of thanks. Being loved by God and chosen by Him has a very long history in the Bible. It's a term used of the nation Israel. They were God's beloved, chosen by Him to be His people. It's a term used of Jesus. Jesus was God's beloved. Now, Paul is using it here of Christians. Believers in Jesus and believers who aren't Jewish. They are united by faith to Jesus. They are God's chosen people. We find this time and again in the Bible that that the Christian doesn't so much reach out to God, but God to them. He chooses his people, not because of anything in us, but purely out of his love and mercy. Notice in our passage how Paul is convinced they are God's people. He can see the gospel powerfully at work in their lives. Paul brought the message. The Holy Spirit has worked in people for them to believe. Paul tells them that he can see they are chosen by way of encouragement. (laughs) And what an encouragement it would have been. These believers are facing massive opposition to their newfound faith. And so Paul writes to remind them that they are loved and chosen by the true and living God. Well, having given thanks for the Thessalonians, Paul then recounts how they became imitators of Paul and of the Lord. See there in verse 6, Paul not only brought the gospel in words, He showed by the life he lived how the gospel changes how we live. Our culture is constantly bombarding us with messages to imitate this person and to imitate that person. Our magazines are sold on this premise. Just in Woolies the other day, looking at the magazines... Uh, not intentionally, but you know, as you go as you go through the uh, the checkout, uh, you, you see the magazines, don't you? If you follow these six steps, you can look like Princess Kate. If you do this workout, you'll be like Brad Pitt or whoever. You see, it's the promise of fulfilment and satisfaction 
But it's an empty promise. It's an empty promise. There's an imitation that's passed off as as Christian in Christian circles too. Uh, You might have heard the ones. uh, A Christian couple have a good marriage. And so they put their story into a book. Six steps to a healthy marriage. Or seven habits of good parenting. Or ten top tips to be a church leader. All with the promise that if you follow these steps, you'll be a more godly parent or a more godly spouse or a more godly church leader. But is that the kind of imitation that Paul is speaking of here in 1 Thessalonians? Well, no, it's not. He doesn't list seven steps to godly living. You see, the the way that he describes the Thessalonians imitating him and and the Lord, it's more about the totality of his life. The Thessalonians could see how his trust in the Lord Jesus affected his whole life. They saw how he took up his cross to follow Jesus in the face of opposition and they sought to do likewise. It's like the character of an older Christian you admire rubbing off on you. It's not that you copy what they do at 6am every morning or, or, or the way they, they wash their dishes. No, no. You see their faith in Christ. How it moulds them and shapes them and how their hope of his return determines how they live. It reminds me of my godfather. His name is Don Keep. He's a wonderful Christian man. He taught my dad Sunday school when my dad was a little tacker. Don's been following Jesus for many, many years. His wife, my godmother, died about 15 years ago. And now Don's in his 80s and he doesn't have the greatest of health. But he plays the organ and he preaches at his Presbyterian church in Parks. Most importantly, he's holding on to the promises of God. He says that what he wants on his headstone is keep waiting for the trumpets. It's a play on words. His surname is Keep. Keep waiting for the trumpets. It's a reference to a passage later on in 1 Thessalonians where Paul describes trumpets being played for when Jesus returns and those who have died whilst trusting in Jesus being raised to new life. That's what Don wants on his headstone. That's the kind of faith I want to imitate. A faith like my godfather Don. Well, the gospel so powerfully transformed the lives of these Thessalonians that Paul says in verse 7... They became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Their faith in God was becoming known 
everywhere. Imagine that. The news is spreading. Others are hearing the message, seeing how it's changed the lives of the Thessalonians, and the Thessalonians are becoming models for other believers. It's a knock-on. It's a domino effect. The lives of the Thessalonians have changed, and that's attractive to others. And what's brought about the change? How can we account for it? Verse 9. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. Now, I wonder whether you can transport yourself back to Thessalonica in, in 50 AD. It's a bustling port city. And if you were to, to stand in the harbour and look out over the water, in the distance, the highest mountain in Greece, Mount Olympus, <coughs> rises from the water and dominates the landscape. It was this mountain where the 12 most important Greek gods were believed to live. And so worship, worship of the gods of, of idols was prevalent in Thessalonica. The pagan temples and pagan festivals were a part of everyday life. And so can you hear the gossip, gossip as it spreads around town? Have you heard? Have you heard about our friend Apollos? He's not going to the temple anymore. He, he's not coming to our festivals. He, he keeps speaking about this guy called Jesus who he says is king. A guy who he says died on the cross for sin. Apparently came back to life and, he, and he's going to return one day to wrap everything up. Notice the description of what the Thessalonians did. Did you notice it there? They turned from idols to serve the living God and to wait for the Saviour. This is an incredible picture. It's the picture of a Christian. One who turns, serves and waits. This, this turning, this, this repentance, it isn't just a one-off thing. It's not just something that you do at the start of the Christian life. The whole of the Christian life is a struggle with sin. And so it's a life of, of continued repentance. That's how it would have been for these Thessalonians to whom Paul writes. Uh, they would have turned from their idols to follow Jesus the first time. Uh, they'd be going well and, th and then they'd, they'd sleep and they, they'd end ba out back at the pagan temple. And so then they'd repent and they'd turn back to Christ. It's not that they were falling into and out of relationship with Jesus each time. It's just that they, like us, were struggling with sin. 
God was moulding them and shaping them to cling to Jesus more and more. It's through continued repentance that we grow and mature. As God's Spirit works in our hearts such that we become more and more dissatisfied in idols and in ourselves and and more and more satisfied in the Lord Jesus. And this is all in the light of us waiting for his return. Waiting for the return of the one who's dealt with the penalty for sin by his death on the cross. And who protects us from the coming judgment because he's alive as king. It's because of our hope of that that we turn from living for anything other than for God to serve him and him alone. I hope as we work our way through 1 Thessalonians over the next few weeks that that you're encouraged by the power of the gospel to save and to change lives. Nothing else can. Nothing other than turning and serving the living God and waiting for his son can have any real or lasting effect on your life. Nothing else can get you ready for heaven. Nothing else can save you from the coming wrath. The lives of these Thessalonians were transformed by the gospel such that others were drawn to them. It's like the Syrian lady Agatha we met at the start. She met people whose lives had been changed by the Lord Jesus. And so her life was changed too. Are our lives being transformed such that it has an impact on others? Jesus is able to deal with God's judgment for our sin. Only a saviour like that is powerful enough to work in your life and to change you. Is that not a saviour worth giving your life to and serving with every ounce of your being? Let's, Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you so much for Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. Thank you so much for the way that the gospel took hold in that city, that it so transformed the lives of many people there, that news spread throughout the region and others uh, put their trust in the Lord Jesus too. Father, we pray that by your spirit you would be at work in our lives as we sit and listen to this letter. Father, we pray that we would be people who continually turn from idols to serve you, people who live in the light of your return, the one who saves us from the coming wrath. And Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.